Welcome to the Rod and Reel Experience. We're coming to you with some great news today. We're just going to get right into it. Hot breaking uh, news. Hot breaking news. We bring the freshest, hottest, hot breaking news to you. Uh, and today we found out we live here in the state of Washington. And back at the end of March, they pretty much closed up all recreational fishing in our state due to the spread of the coronavirus. And today, in about what about one week uh, yeah yeah less about than a one week. week yeah less than a week uh they're gonna open up recreational fishing again once again in washington state uh it's pretty much going to be open across the entire state there were a few zones on the coast that they're still going to leave closed for now and i think if I was reading some of the articles right, mainly a lot of those are areas where there's a lot of uh, clam digging that happens mm-hmm. in those areas. And they're worried about them congregating too closely on the beach and also people traveling that don't live in those small towns on the coast, you know, bringing heavy populations to those areas and like over overrunning their population and possibly causing an issue. But man, exciting it was like it was almost like Christmas. It was like I can't believe it, it was happening. Can't wait for the snow to fall in less than seven days. That's yeah, that's the feeling seven. I got right there. Yeah, I mean it was pretty exciting stuff. I mean, I know that that at least here in the Pacific Northwest, I mean, here in Washington, people have been protesting just like in the last, you know, week or so all across the state from the eastern part of the state to the western part of the state. They've been just pushing for, you know, we can we can take our boats out on the lakes. We can take our boats out in the river. We can go stand out in the river, but we can't throw a line out in the river or in the lake and go fishing. And so, you know, I know for myself, you know, I was a, a bit politically proactive and started, you know, contacting and emailing our, you know, local officials, sending emails to our governor and his advice, his closest advisors that work on some of his policies around uh, the coronavirus right now, emailing some of our local legislators and saying, you know, put a little pressure, you know, on those elected officials and the governor and say, man, we can do it. I mean, we can get out there and social distance. I mean, I'm telling you, typically when I go out, I want to social distance anyway. I don't want to be right next to somebody shoulder to shoulder fishing. Shoot you social distance from me and dad and other brother. Social distance from everybody. Yeah, it doesn't even matter who I go out fishing with. I mean, if I go out fishing with you or I go out fishing with, you know, some friends, it's like, I'm like, I'm going to take this spot. You get like two, three hundred yards a minimum away from me because I'm going to work this little little runoff right here. You go do your thing and we'll see each other in a few hours. You know, that's the way I am. So it was kind of interesting to hear, you know, oh, you know, about a month ago, them just totally shutting down fishing, saying, you know, people are just getting too close. You know, they're getting too close to each other to fish. Like, you got to be got to be kidding me. I go with my family and her <laughs> a football field apart. Well, yeah, especially when you're like out in a boat, you know, like when we've gone out to, you know, different lakes, it's like we, I mean, you don't even come close to somebody. You don't want to come close to somebody. Yeah. And typically when, you know, like we're, well, exactly. And, and, and it's just boater safety for one. And, and two, it's like when we go to the boat launches, I mean, 
people would pretty much i mean they're, they're not up on you while you're trying to launch your boat no you know in most cases you're launching your boat and someone's waiting to either get in or someone's waiting behind you to get out and yeah they're not like right up on you like wanting to have a conversation about you know how fishing was and what type of boat you got and all these different sort of things i mean people are pretty much in and out before this whole thing went down so yeah, i get like it's a little bit surprising i get like maybe one out of every 10 15 maybe 20 people that end up wanting to have like a fishing report when i get done and pull my boat on in but going on out i never have anybody talking to me so it's typically only about once i could say i ever have somebody that talks to me so and if you told us social distancing we'd do the exact same thing and say well we don't want to lose this right so um let's just make sure we end up going along with our day and you know get out on our boats and distance us away from each other and put the line in the water and snag up some fish so well yeah it's totally what it comes down to now it's like it's up to us you know anglers out there to you know make sure we're following the rules i mean because you know it just takes a it just takes a few individuals to go out there and just you know you know yeah ruin it just not not follow the rules and i mean i'm telling you yeah most of the time when i go out fishing you know and i typically fish on rivers and go fly fishing so i you know rarely see people going in am i talking about you know giving fishing reports but definitely on the way out every once in a while there's people who are you know in the areas i leave you know that wants to you know talk about you know how to go what you know what would you throw you know different sort of things mm-hmm. and but i mean i'm never within six feet of them because that i mean that's not just social distancing it's it's socially awkward yep. i mean to, to be within six feet of somebody you don't even really know uh, in the first place. Yeah. I mean, so, but I don't know. I mean, that's, that's just me. It could be totally different with other individuals. And I mean, I'm sure if you're, you know, down on the, you know, the lakefront or on a pier or whatever it may be, you're probably in possibly close, closer contact with other, other individuals. But I just know going out with you on the boat and uh, going out on rivers, it's like Wait. not a huge issue at all. Yeah. Yep. So we can see it in sight, bro. It is. It yeah, is man. Nice. I'm a, already setting the date yeah i know i was i was telling everybody i knew all my all my angler friends i was like hey you know put it on your calendars yep. we're fishing may 5th cinco de mayo yep. you know we're partying on the rivers on the lakes you know but to just be responsible keep that social distancing be mindful you know so we can keep this you know keep this uh lovely opportunity you know, of going out and fishing and enjoying the great outdoors. Yeah, it can always be taken so, away from us again. So. Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, so, uh, anything uh, this week fishing related that uh, you did, or or any purchases you went out and oh, did? Don't I mean, bring up my the purchases. Time, the time's kind of now. The time's kind of now to go out <laughs> and get that stuff because I mean, not a lot of people are fishing, especially here in the state of Washington. So. I mean, I'm looking all the time just online at different things and seeing if they're going on sale and, yep. and all that. So it's like now it's kind of the time to go do yeah, it. So I went into a good old sportsman warehouse and it was fun trying to get in because there was about 35 to 40 people waiting outside. And I'm like, oh, man, this is this is not what I'm looking for. And they were all waiting to make a gun purchase. 
because there's something going on with taxes going there. So I was kind of spooked by that and then walked up to the lady and she's like, general purchases or a gun purchase? I'm like, general. So I was super (laughs) excited to see that. And she sent me to the small line where there were four people. So it was a win. Oh, nice. It was a win. So I got in there and made a couple purchases. I'm a new owner of a bait casting rod and reel. And so I'm excited to get in that game. I've been the, uh, I've been a ginormous fan of spinning rods. I feel like you don't get, don't get as many, uh, catch ups or, you know, nests or whatever you end up wanting to call it. Um, I feel like spinning rods have always been way more successful with just having, you know, less problems. And when you're out there fishing, you don't want to have problems. So I'd say I'm excited to start it. I've heard great things. I've tried it before in the past and just got kind of stuck in your own mind frame of I'm going to do a spinning rod. I'm going to do a spinning rod. So, um, yeah. So now I'm set up with, four rods that can all have different setups and um so then while i'm out there fishing i can just start you know throwing them on out there and if i don't like what i have i can toss something else out there i don't have to go through the full setup and run through that so i'm super excited um then also um indulged myself in a new a new fly rod so having a new fly setup my setup was a little bit old, so I'm excited to start my new adventures with the fly rod. Yeah, your 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 fly rod was definitely becoming a antique. It was soon <laughs> to be in those old antique shops. You know, people picking. I'll those sell up. it and make my money back. So, uh, <laughs> it's glad to get a call from you, and you you said you were uh, at the old sportsman getting some gear, and you were like, "Hey, I'm looking at picking up a new fly rod." You know, this is about what I'm looking about getting into it, you know, because this is really what your second fly rod that you've ever yep. purchased. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is with fly rods and I mean, pretty much any rod, you know, you always start when you first get into something, unless you're just going to like go full into it, you know, mm-hmm. and you have the money to do so. I mean, some people will go out and they'll, their first rod will be like a Sage or it'll be like a Loomis or, you know, and they'll just like drop, you know, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars you know just to get i'm in the game okay um and but for most i think they get in and they you know buy an entry level rod and they spend anywhere between you know 50 to maybe 150 bucks you know 150 would be at the top end for people who are like entry level getting into it you know and then after that you start kind of migrating your way up to you know the mid-level price rods and then the high priced rods and uh so you were you were ready you said let's do it let's get into it let's get a uh you know a, a well-known name brand of rod yep. you know and so what'd you end up getting uh good old reddington crosswater um it's like a 200 and something dollar rod and they had a sale on it and so i bit so i was super excited about that and uh yeah i'm just i'm just excited to throw it on the water and feel the difference i know when i ended up uh feeling your uh reel and everything else it was a little bit more smooth than what mine was um pull is just a little bit different um so i'm just excited to go take it on out there and see how it feels yeah what uh what size of rod did i you got a in? nine foot uh five weight 
rod and nice that's like that's the utility rod right there that's pretty much the anything you kind of want to go fish i mean you can do anything from small flies mid-range you know you can even throw some streamers if you want with with a five weight you know you could also i mean with a five weight that's a nice rod to even go do some you know fly fishing on a lake for bass which i know we do a lot of so we can even here, here in the future go out and do some 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 tag teaming of some some fly fishing challenge on accepted yeah man we'll have to put that on video of uh of our fun adventures of that oh no doubt yeah if you if uh i mean i'm excited because now that fishing is once mm-hmm. again open that you know we we just kicked off our youtube channel what was it like the beginning of yep. march mid-march something we we finally got in kicking off our youtube channel uh got some content put up there i think i i got out there uh, Mm -hmm. once you know in like the middle of march you know i went out to the yakima river and you know at that time the the squala hatch flies were really popping and so i went out there and did some fishing with that caught caught a couple really nice ones and uh and then suddenly the next week they're like, yeah, fishing's done. Yep. You know, you're not going to be able to go out and fish for a while. And I was like, oh man, what a bummer. We just started the YouTube channel, just started putting up content. We were all excited about getting that yep. going. So now I'm super excited just not to get out and fish, but now we can get out and get some content yep. in, which we'll be bringing to you. So um, if you haven't, you can go to YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to the Rod and Real Experience YouTube channel. You know, I have to say probably over, you know, as long as they keep this fishing thing open, which we are all hoping mm-hmm. they do, uh, we'll be pumping up content uh, on the YouTube as well. So you can kind of check out the podcast will be kind of the longer form conversations, you know, more specific on certain topics. And the YouTube will be exactly what it's named, the Rod and Reel experience. So you'll be seeing us going out and uh, enjoying some of those experiences out on the rivers, out on the lakes, Given, you know, the yeah. good, the bad. I think we talked about that last time, the good, the bad, you know, maybe sometimes the ugly. <laughs> Given that feedback, you know, having a good time with ourselves. If we go out there and hook ourselves in the head, we'll tell it to you. You know, it's just, <laughs> right, you'll you, see you it. We'll see it. <laughs> We're not going to cut those things out. That's the thing. I, you know, I've, I, I mean, obviously, and especially with, you know, a lot this, this time recently, you know, having much more time getting on YouTube and watching uh, just unlimited number of fishing videos. Nope. It's like, it's enjoyable to watch people who put up content that kind of show their entire experience. It's just not, oh, I caught a fish. Oh, I caught another fish. Oh, I caught another fish. You know, like those old yep. school, you know, ESPN fishing shows that you would go and watch or like the local you know uh channel they'd have like these this one lure take people out and fishing. catch every yeah, fish and in just the world go out and they'd just be slaying it because it's edited i mean they got 20 20 some odd minutes to do their show and all they want to do is show them just slaying yep. fish okay and you know now i you know i've watched a lot of you know youtube videos on fishing and different individuals and you know the ones i really enjoy that really chronicle the whole thing you know some days they go out there and they're just like man got totally skunked but i tried this and tried that and obviously it didn't work and then they come out next time and try something totally different and they slay and it you know they just well it helps me as a fisherman when i end up hearing that that's not working and you know i watched that video the day before going out fishing the next day and or that day and I sit there and go, all right, I'll maybe try it. 
That's what I thought I would go with. It wasn't working there. All right, I'm going to try something different. He was catching on this. Let's try it. And majority of the time when you end up listening to him, it works. So then you can bring fish home. It's always fun. It's always fun catching. But the name of the game is fishing. So you got to try and figure out what it is. And so we're going to post that. We're going to make sure that people know what's going on. Um, yeah, and you'll probably see us, you know, like you say, you know, flies going in your head, you know, whatever it may be. It's Especially like, in the Yakima you, with that uh, wind. The, the most, <laughs> well, yeah, but the thing is, you know, like the most, ex- I, in my opinion, even the most experienced, you know, anglers that go out there and fish, I mean, you still get snagged up. You know, you still get caught on the bottom, you know, you still might get caught on a bush or a tree Mm -hmm. around you, you know, especially if you're dealing with wind and such. I mean, there's just some uncontrollable environmental factors that play a role and you get snagged up and you got to undo your line. And I mean, especially when you're rendering complicated rigs where you're doing a few different droppers and stuff and you get a little tangled up. I mean, that's just the reality of fishing and that's all a part of the experience and almost videos like that in a sense almost like makes it so much more relatable when you go out. It's like, that happens to me. You know, I've been fishing for 20 years and I still get tangled up and that's just kind of the way it goes. It's not like this, like pristine, you go out and everything is flawless. You know, it's like, I don't think that really exists, you know, even probably for world championship fly fishermen, when they go to the championships, you know, it's like, yeah, they're, they probably still have their days where something happens and they get snagged up or whatever it may be. And they got to kind of deal with it, you know? Uh, so thinking about that, that fishing is going to be opening yeah, back one. up here. One <laughs> of the things I've, I've been thinking about during this time was, you know, since we're having this opportunity of now being able to get back out there, were there any places that you typically don't go to that you're like, man, really want to take this opportunity to get out there and maybe hit up some new spots that I've never done before that has either been like recommended to me, or I've just like looked up and said, gosh, that'd be a great place to, you know, go hit and see if we can have some luck. Yeah. You know, we used to uh, go to the potholes over in uh, tri cities, Eastern Washington area. And I remember we used to, we used to kill there. And so that was with grandpa fishing and so I really want to go back and hit up there. That would be a good spot. I got to go back to my, to my highlighted Liberty Lake and take, a, take another stab at that and see if I can have an amazing day like I did last time. First time out there catching so many fish, like on the last podcast that we ended up having, um, just slaying fish left and right. Um, so I got to see if I can go back to that. That's a high, that was a highlight day. But it'd be fun to go down to different states. And um, we've been talking about going to the Deschutes River and maybe going to some lakes that are around there. So, yeah, where are you, where are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, well, one place I de- – well, there's a few different places I really want to hit up. I mean, one is uh, over in Leavenworth, mm-hmm. Washington. Uh, there's the uh, Icicle Creek River. That's over there, the Icicle River. So I really want to go over there and uh, try that out. There's also on the western side of Washington, there's a river over there called the Cedar River. Uh, That opens up typically, I think, the beginning of June, I think, that one. 
uh, opens up. It runs from like June to maybe early fall, maybe September or October. So I've really been wanting to, uh, to uh, hit that one up as well. Uh, what I hear about that one is, is may not have as many fish as some of the more well-known rivers in Washington state, but a lot of those fish are good quality yeah. size fish. Uh, and it's great dry fly fishing, uh, which, you know, is when it comes to fly fishing is, is really mm -hmm. the best, you know, uh, and uh, the Cedar River's got some pretty good fish that they can pump out of there. So really want to go over to Leavenworth and hit up that uh, the Icicle River and hit up the Cedar River. Uh, really wouldn't mind, you know, I've never been to Liberty Lake, so definitely tag along on that adventure going there. It'd be great uh, doing some out-of-state fishing. I thought of another one, uh, bro. You know, depending on... Coeur d'Alene. Okay. Dude, I've yeah. heard great things yeah. about that. We have to go hit that up. I've, I've, been, on, I've been on the mm -hmm. beach of Coeur d'Alene. I've never actually been, like, on Coeur d'Alene, like, out on a boat, going out, but... Yeah, yeah I heard lake fishing is amazing out there and one of the best um, around the whole area, whole Pacific Northwest area. Yeah, well... Well, Liberty Lake's right over there yep. in the Spokane area, No, it's area, only right? probably a half yeah. hour, 45 minutes difference, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So we can definitely go over and hit up that. And so, yeah, maybe taking a trip out of state, you know, pending that we can, you know, go fish in the neighboring states yep. around us. You know, if Oregon lifts their band on non-residents coming down and fishing, you know, I'd love to go down there and fish in the Deschutes and uh, some lakes right around there. And then also uh, might be making a trip. Um, eastward through montana this summer and so might go through there and you know fish the you know the blackfoot river and you know there's a whole bunch of them i mean just just on that way tons of them. montana going through missoula through billings and butte and so there's a there's a ton of them the gallatin you know the yellowstone i mean we fished the yellowstone what back oh, in nine two thousand Yep. nine i think it was 2009 we went to yellowstone and uh national park and we fished inside the park and then we stayed at a a nice little airbnb outside of the park in like a really small town called prey montana which is like outside of a a, a more well-known town which is called um gardner uh montana you know that if you've ever been to yellowstone national park and you've mm -hmm. been to the north entrance uh that's where gardner montana is so we weren't too far from there so we got to fish the Yellowstone River and then go in and fish some of the smaller creeks inside the national park. And uh, then we went white water rafting. You remember that? that we went was white a good water time. rafting on the uh, Yellowstone River. That was a good day. <laughs> yeah, that was a great time. So I'd love to get back into Montana and do some fishing. Haven't been there in a in a long time. So that would be nice to do that. But yeah, check a check a few new rivers. Uh, a few new lakes off the list, you mm -hmm. know, get out there and, and film some, you know, video, some content, put that up on the YouTube channel and, and uh, that'll mm -hmm. be, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. And then there's one that's kind of local more towards where you live and uh, I end up working. There's American Lake. And I've been hearing about oh, that yeah. recently as well. Um, that people have been out there um, fishing and that was before the whole shutdown like right before and water temperatures started to rise up and they started fish started to go inward and um, they were starting to catch. And that's what I would see online. I ended up looking at a, a couple different apps that I end up using. So there's one that's called fish brain 
and it kind of gives you the overall atmosphere of what's going on on the lake and it gives you different spots that you can go fish and kind of almost like a fishing report without you having to ask anybody they'll post pictures and everything so shout out to fish brain that ends up giving me a lot of good good feedback that i can go take a look at yeah i know there's so many different apps out there now that you can go download like fish brain and uh, there's another one that I was using, I think it was mm-hmm. called base maps and that, uh, app actually just gives you like GPS, um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, images, uh, places around the state. You just kind of look up what river or lake or Creek or stream, whatever you want to do. And it'll actually give you up to date GPS maps and people will mark on there where, where public access is, public lands are, boat ramps are, people can even mark on there, you know, where they fished or caught some fish or whatever it may be. And they can chronicle all that. So I know base maps is another great uh, app you can download. And none of these apps, fish brain base. I mean, you want to come sponsor us? Sounds Sign great. Us up. I mean, but we just, we just love to, yeah, we, <laughs> we just love to throw out all these, you know, different podcasts and YouTube channels we watch and apps that we use because the, you know, the more information we can give out there, the better, so people can enjoy it. And if those things come our way, great. Yeah, I got not, another one too. I mean, there's one called the uh, Bass Forecast, and more for lake fishing. Um, typically, they end up having they have the premium accounts where you can end up having different spots where they end up catching and people report. But this one is kind of cool because it gives you the uh, a one to ten scale of how the lake is acting. So it gives you the different pressures that are going on and the temperature of the river or of the lake. Um, you know, the, where the fish would end up being gives you three different types of lures that you can kind of use at that time. So it's kind of like a guiding tool and it's pretty nice. Um, I've seen that you kind of have to use a little bit of the premium stuff to look at some of the, you know, necessary things, but that one's that one's decently solid. I mean, at least it gives you um, some of the lake uh, features that you may not actually want to look up yourself. And then it gives you a one to ten scale. Um, so I think our lake that um, that I live on, it's sitting at like a three point six or something. So they haven't moved up typically. So it's a lot of deep fishing. They're not wanting to eat. It's just a little bit too cold for them. Um, so water temperatures has to have to raise a little bit more in the area that I'm at. Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of those apps that are out there, I mean, in most cases to really get the, you know, the, the, the full advantage to yeah. the app, you got to get the premium, you know, account to it. But I mean, most of them are yeah. really affordable for the value Correct. of information that you get. And the thing is, I think today, it's like with the internet, it's like, why isn't everything free? You know, and it's like, you know, that's true. I mean, a lot of knowledge out there is free, but in most cases, when you're talking about specific knowledge about a specific location and how things are going and, and you, in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, can't get out there. So you want a little bit of an advantage, you know, before you, before you get out there, depending on what, you know, lures or whatever it may be that yep. you want to bring with you you know, it's definitely worth the time and worth the price to go on and just, you know, spend the, the monthly or annual fee. You know, sometimes they're an annual fee for like twenty nine ninety five or something. You get the app for yep. an entire year, 
you know, and you get full access to it. So it's a pretty, uh, yeah. And on that fish brain, it ends up having like a TV channel. It has different rods and reels you can buy off it, lures. Um, yeah, it gives you everything. So it's kind of, it's kind of nice. You can even buy hats and gear. And, um, so the apps are really cool to, cool to use and try on out. So. Yeah, that's the merch, man. That's what I'm so excited about getting our YouTube channel up and running and continue this podcast because we, I mean, we sat down before we started pushing this podcast out and formulating the YouTube channel and ideas and what we wanted to do. And one of the first things was like, man, we need yep. to get like a logo. We need to figure out if we got, should have some type of like catchphrase, you know, cause you look out there, a lot of people have these different types of catchphrases, mm-hmm. you know, and such, and they put it on their merch and we were like, yeah, man. And then we got to start like pumping out some merch, you know, and, and doing some of those things, you know, and it's, it's more, it's more in the sense that at the beginning, it's not so much about the monetary gain about, Oh, I hope I sell so much merch so I can do this and do this with my channel. I mean, that's great. But the other thing is, is that you have like some sense of pride about the content you're pushing out and what you've created you know, and just probably the experience. We haven't felt that yet. And hopefully someday maybe we do out walking around and someone's wearing a rod and reel experience t-shirt or hat, you know, and on the back of the shirt, it says sediment. I like those hats. And that's just going to be like, Hey dude, that is, that's just epic right there. You know? So I hope one day that happens. And, you know, once we get the YouTube channel really up and running and, you know, continue with the podcast here and, get that uh definitely get some merch out uh to you guys so yeah. so you'll have an opportunity to do that yeah we're hat people so it'd be a really cool thing if you ended up having a, a nice rod and reel hat that goes on out there and you end up seeing somebody wearing that that'd be pretty cool so we've designed a couple of those just putting yeah. them online and seeing what they look like and running through them and so have a nice set of net them yeah we got some pretty good logos yeah. man I'm 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 impressed by by some of the work that we've done and honestly I mean we've uh we put in the time but we've also you know been very lucky finding some resources on the internet that's allowed us to develop some of our logos and some of our ideas that you know will come to fruition here very soon once we start pushing this content out so I mean other than that I mean we hit the big fishing news of the week, you know, pretty much for here in Washington state, the month, uh, we talked about, uh, what we, uh, where we plan on hopefully getting to, you know, as the, as the fishing season for, for many of us now officially opens up and, uh, where we want to go. And, and so, uh, I'm thinking that, you know, in future podcasts, we'll, uh, definitely get into, you know, some of our, some of our gear setups, like what poles and rigs and, and yeah. lines and, you know, lures and flies and such that we kind of carry around with us, you know, that seem to be effective out on the water, both river fishing and lake fishing. Um, I know you got a project you're working on right now. We, we kind of talked about it a little bit and we'll probably get some, some videos done and thrown up on the channel here. Your, your small boat project. I'm excited about posting that. That's going to be super fun. uh, Redesigning that. And I did a good old time-lapse on that, but yeah, even just a small part of, uh, what we're using on our reels, I'm re, relining every single pole that I end up having, putting on some braided line um, for a lot of my spinning reels and trying that this year. Um, 
I did it last year and it was pretty successful. So I'm excited to touch on different things that we've, that we're trying and finding success with. So, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, let's, uh, let's go down and close it out for, uh, for the episode and, uh, uh, we'll bring the, uh, rod and reel experience back to you. Set them. Net them.